You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, day after New Year's Day, it's the second, and a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they hit the East Coast to take on the Brooklyn Nets. We'll quickly preview that game for you coming on up, but before we do that, we got a couple things to go over, and first, we're going to have some fun with a question I put out there on Twitter. We're going to remember some guys, which is always kind of fun to do with the recent history with this Pelicans team is they've cycled through some really likable but not very good NBA players over the span of the past decade or so. So we'll talk about some of those guys. Who was your favorite? I asked this on Twitter. We got a, a wide range of responses, but there were some that kept coming up. So it's kind of interesting to see some of these guys and kind of what they're remembered for and why they are fan favorites. And then I want to look at maybe one guy that I've seen as a name pop up recently since the Denver Nuggets cut him, and that's Nick Young. See an option for this Pelicans team? Why or why not? And what might the complications be with that? Then, of course, we'll preview the Nets game. So big day here in the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Don't forget, you can get Locked On Pelicans on any of your smart devices. All you have to do is tell your smart speaker, your smartphone, whatever it might be, to play podcast Locked On Pelicans. That's a phrase. Play podcast Locked On Pelicans, and you'll get the latest episode right there for you, hands-free, whatever is just the most easy and convenient thing for you. So before we jump into remembering some dudes here, which was kind of fun to do on New Year's Day as everyone's probably hungover and on their couch, it's that we need to get kind of the injury update news out of the way because I know that's kind of what everyone's waiting for. Good news is Alfred Payton is off the injury report entirely, not listed as probable or anything like that. He is just not listed at all. Good news if you're a Pelicans fan there. Sir Anthony Davis, who didn't play in the game against the Timberwolves the other night with a stomach bug, it flew, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Nothing good. Um, he is listed as probable as well, so it sounds like he made the flight and made the team plane to get out there. There was a little bit of concern about that, according to the broadcast. And he's listed as probable with a gastro inter at, wait, in, intestinal illness or something, GI, basically. So it sounds like he should play, but you never know. These things can maybe flare up at the last minute and keep him out of there. But I think the Pelicans feel pretty good about him getting back into the starting lineup, having Alfred Payton in there, too. And, of course, we'll preview that game coming up in just a few moments here. But before we do that, on Twitter, I posed it yesterday and I said, who is your favorite under-the-radar Hornet or Pelican? The guy who played a good bit but was never better than just good. And I said, I think my favorite guy was Gravis Vasquez here, starting point guard for a couple of seasons, kind of mid-season acquisition. A guy who then took over the reins the next year was just kind of a fun player. He's kind of like a guy you wanted to root for, wanted to see him do well. And he put up some kind of impressive numbers at times here in New Orleans, though. I think some of those 
where maybe just kind of because, you know, it was a point guard friendly offense with Monty Williams. Now there's a ton of point guard friendly offenses too. For his career in New Orleans though, the guy averaged 11.6 points per game and 7.4 rebounds. Didn't give you much on D and that's okay, but he was kind of funny at good size, just an easy dude to root for. I met him at a Chipotle one time over in Elmwood back when the Pelicans practiced at the Alario Center. So kind of nice guy, just popped into my head when I saw an image of him the other day and prompted me to ask that question. So another name that came up a ton and is maybe in the more recent past, and that's Jason Smith. Started for a number of years alongside Anthony Davis as well. I think he's best known for that body check, that hip check on Blake Griffin in the Chris Paul return game. Um, the first game back with the Clippers that he got ejected for, then left the arena kind of just throwing up his arms, pumping up the crowd. It was pretty cool. He's definitely got to be kind of a fan favorite player because of all of that. There are a number of people who said Gennaro Pargo. Which makes sense. Kind of an easy dude to root for. Undersized backup point guard that gave you some kind of key minutes on some of the best teams here ever in New Orleans. For his career here, and also went through kind of the Katrina years as well, 8.6 point per game, 2.4 rebounds per game. Shot 37% from deep as well. That's not too bad. So an easy guy to root for. I think that's kind of like the key to all of this is it's just fun guys that you like to see that are just, yeah, we like them. They're kind of easy to root for. Dan Dickow gets thrown in there as well. Some people really like Jared Jack. Um, you had Willie Green um, or Morris Peterson, Mo Pete as well on some of those really good teams. Speedy Claxton for the obvious things. Just kind of fun to remember some of these names. We talked about Aaron Gray uh, somewhat recently on the podcast as we were looking back at one of those old Hornets teams. Um, he was thrown out there as well. Um, so a couple people said Gustavo Aon. I always thought this guy was so good. And then you look back and he averaged under six points per game when I really could have sworn it was like 15 per game, but really not the case. Um, Marcus Thornton with the LSU connection was thrown out there as well. And Carl Landry for the toughness he added was important in that final playoff run with Chris Paul. So it was pretty fun to see some of these names in there. Um, and yeah, just kind of nice to reminisce a little bit on New Year's Day again, when everyone's just kind of hung over, not really doing anything. Someone's a buddy healed too. I guess that counts, but maybe not really. Tyreek Evans doesn't count in this as well. Unfortunately, I think he was above just being good, even if he was just never very healthy for that whole time and kind of living up to the potential. Not one person, not one person mentioned Eric Gordon in this one, but I guess when he was healthy, he was also probably better than good, but also I don't think he's really well liked here in New Orleans. So before we talk about Nick Young, we've got a fun new feature here for the Locked On Pelicans podcast. We've got a dial-in voicemail number for you to share your opinions, your takes, and your questions about this Pelicans team with me, and we can get them here on the podcast, involve you all a little more. I'm going to give you a phone number, and all you have to do is call in. It's going to go to voicemail when it's done ringing. Just leave your opinion there, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to hear answered, and some of them will take and put on the podcast when the time is right. Be nice. Don't be jerks. Don't swear too, too much. And then leave your name and where you're located. If you want, you can leave your Twitter handle as well. The number, it's a local 504 number. It's 504 321 
That's 504-321-0448. Let me know your opinion on this team. Get involved with the podcast as well. Again, we'll put some of these on here and maybe they'll spark some discussion. It should be a lot of fun. This is your way to express yourself. Tell me what you're thinking or what you want to know about this Pelicans team. So don't forget to call the Locked on Pelicans voicemail number and it's 504-321-0448. So Nick Young recently cut by the Denver Nuggets. A lot of people maybe been clamoring for the Pelicans to sign him. And certainly, you know, there's been some mutual interest with them before having them really aggressively gone after him before Golden State ended up signing him for their one season last year. And it seemed like New Orleans really thought they were going to get him. It just, it gets last minute. He decided to take their money, even though I think New Orleans was offering him a little bit more and go after the title. And, you know, he played decently well for him last year averaged seven points per game did it on 37.7% three-point shooting um, and gave you about 17 and a half minutes per game in four seasons with Denver this year he averaged 2.3 points per game on just 30 um, sorry 37.5% three-point shooting in just under 10 minutes per game so you know when you look at the past two seasons basically he's giving you um, you know, a good five points per game in limited minutes. And I just don't know if that's kind of valuable. Three-point shooting has been an issue for the Pelicans overall, though it seemed to get better the other night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But you've seen when they get their fast-paced offense going, when Alfred Payton's driving and kicking, and when you put better players in the starting lineup, like each one more, and Alfred Payton who can at least hit threes, and when you get Mirotic back, this should kind of fix itself a little bit. So I don't know if you really need to make you know, a move that's designed with getting that three-point shooting better right now when in the long run, maybe it's not going to be as big of an issue. I've said I don't think three-point shooting is too, too important, though it is still important to this team, like not their top one or two priorities when they're trying to run and play in transition or going after second chance points. So adding Nick Young, who is a career 37.6% three-point shooter, so pretty good, to this team just doesn't really change much. You know, you also need to cut someone. I don't think you're going to cut Kenrick Williams. Kenrick Williams, who's really the kind of main guy that might be in that position. If you cut Ian Clark, you've got to eat the money there. And Ian Clark hasn't played well, but he does a little bit more at times than just three-point shooting, which is really all Nick Young is going to give you at this point. You know, if you're getting him driving and kicking like he did in the second half of last year, I think that's more valuable than what Nick Young's going to provide. And who knows what the effects of adding him to the locker room might be. So that's kind of the big issue is the roster spot in eh, is three-point shooting really the most needed thing on this roster. And I think it's safe to say, or at least in my opinion, that No, it's not, and so I think it's okay if they don't really kind of chase after him. So the other thing is, how would he really fit in in this locker room? And who knows? I don't want to speak poorly of him, but he doesn't exactly have the best track record when it comes to that. So uh, I'm not really in favor of adding Nick Young to this team, though if things get desperate or maybe more injuries creep up, that's when maybe it would be a good option. But otherwise, eh, I think it's okay, and I think that's a guy that this team can pass on. So before we look at this Nets team coming up that the Pelicans are taking on tonight, it is a game day after all. We do want to mention that the Locked On LSU podcast is going to be covering everything about LSU's Fiesta Bowl win over the defending national champion UCF. 
what, what are they? Uh, Gold Knights, Golden Knights, something like that. The UCF team is who the LSU team beat. There you go. And Matt Moscona of Locked On LSU is absolutely covering everything with it. It was a pretty impressive performance from them, even though it got a little bit closer in the end than they would have liked. Fun game overall, though, even though it had a million replays that slowed it down. But if you want to know what's going on with that team, where they go from here, can they build off that Fiesta Bowl win? Certainly Matt Moscona and the Locked On LSU podcast is going to have you covered. So the Pelicans take on the Nets tonight in Brooklyn. The Nets 17-21, and 21, which is a vast improvement over the past couple of years for them. They look like they are a real NBA team that has kind of a plan. But these two teams have also played earlier on in this year, and New Orleans did beat them to win their fourth straight game. That was at the end of that four-game opening streak where they went 4-0, and New Orleans won 117-115 with Drew Holiday hitting a game-winner here in New Orleans. Hey, they won a game in the clutch back then. That's got to be a good sign. This Nets team kind of been up and down since then, though they did go on a seven-game winning streak, but they've lost their last two, and now they are playing on um, coming up. So it's going to be a little bit tougher for them, though they're rested with three days off before this game. They're pretty injured though still they don't have Alan Crabb who's out injured you have Ed Davis who was out for their game shortly after Christmas maybe playing it was rest I'm not entirely sure you've got Rondé Hollis Jefferson and he's been out and there's no timetable for his return Karis Levert has been out since that scary scary foot injury um, and he's not going to be playing and we're not sure what's going to go on with D'Angelo Russell though I'd be willing to bet that he's going to play in that one he missed their last game with rest but it was on the second night of a back-to-back so what's this Nets team do that's good they're actually pretty good at shooting three-pointers they rank fourth in the uh in terms of three-pointers attempted eighth in terms of making three-pointers so the Pelicans need to clamp down on that three-point line they can get to the rim they are not sorry not get to the rim get to the line they do a good job of forcing you to foul them has to do with some of their speed and their young guys trying really hard they're also a pretty good rebounding team they go after offensive boards like almost nobody's business so New Orleans is going to need to do a very good job of keeping them off of the offensive glass defensive boards don't give up easy second chance opportunities to a team that you should beat a team that you can beat and that definitely can be a problem they turn the ball over uh, somewhat frequently for them so the defense can feast if you get those turnovers live ball turnovers that turn into easy transition points for new orleans it's always a good thing to see um so hopefully we'll see them do that as well Defensively, they're not very good. They rank in the bottom third in the league, 21st out of 30th overall with Anthony Davis. Hopefully back, this is an easy way for him maybe to kind of get back into the starting lineup, get his legs back under him after missing this final uh, the game the other night. And you know what? He's probably still not feeling 100%. So this is a way you can get kind of an easy rhythm game going because you're going to need it. With Alfred Payton back, he played well against them back earlier in the year. Double figures and points, close to a triple-double again in that one. Um, a couple of rebounds in a couple of assists shy. He should kind of feast as well, particularly if D'Angelo Russell's out, though. Again, I think he's going to be playing. Just a winnable game. Yeah, you might drop this one on the road. That wouldn't be good, but you're better than this team overall, and you should be able to kind of get that victory. Uh, so we'll see what happens with them, particularly if they are missing a guy like Ed Davis. That really hurts them on the offensive glass, the defensive glass as well. So it be a nice victory for the Pelicans on the road. After having a winning road record last year, they don't have that this year where they're really struggling. So this is a way 
way to kind of get off that skid and get back on the right track. This is a stretch of winnable games for New Orleans. As I talked about and talked about on the radio the other day too, you got to just start winning games and putting a stretch together, not just one win, one loss, one win, one loss. You need to now have kind of a long run of consistency and wins because the Eastern Conference is certainly a good way to do it. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully they can get that victory. And don't forget about the call-in number. It's 504-321-0448. That's 504-321-0448. Call in, leave a voicemail, give me your take on the Pels, ask a question that you want answered on the podcast. It's kind of fun to make this a little bit more interactive. So enjoy the game tonight. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.